Hello and welcome to the Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm delighted to be joined for another look ahead to the weekend's action in Norway by Greg Browning and our Norwegian football expert David Weatherston. How's it going guys? I'm well, thank thank you. you. Good. Good, good. Um, we just heard our intro music there and it would be remiss of me not to mention it this week of all weeks. Uh, some people ask what the music is and if you're old enough you maybe recognise it. It's the uh, it's actually a track called Aztec Gold and it was uh, the intro theme tune for ITV's coverage of the 1986 World Cup. So I just thought it was quite appropriate to mention it this week. Really. Showing your age there. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, obviously the sad passing of Diego Armando Maradona this week, uh, certainly a player that I consider to be the greatest that's ever played the game. I don't know about you guys. I've not yeah, seen enough of them. Ah, okay. You guys are I obviously too either. I think um, I watched the documentary about him though, probably during lockdown in, in summer. Yeah, I've not seen that. And it was yet. really, really insightful and really interesting, especially during his time at Napoli. Yeah. He's just an absolute legend there. And I think most kids who were born in Naples around the late 80s, early 90s were all called Diego. <laughs> uh, there's a joke there about a number of kids that are going to be called Greg. Pretty soon as well. <laughs> well. <laughs> that's, a, that's a different podcast altogether. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think there's a generational thing. I think as David, you said, you probably didn't see enough of them. And I think people of my age shall we say uh, probably do consider him the greatest and that's fine I think it's fine that some people think that Diego's the best some people think that Pele's the best and I guess a younger generation will probably think Messi or Ronaldo is the best and I'm cool with that There must be somebody out there though who thinks that David Weatherston was the best surely Well I think David mm. Weatherston does mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Maybe my grand or something she never saw me so. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I think we would have been, um, it was only right for us to mention uh, Diego in this week of all weeks so he's passed away. But we're here to talk about Norwegian football and I guess the big news this week, David, is that Klimt eventually clinched the title, uh, the first in 104 year history. And uh, I was just having a look at their honours list and it's amazing that they've actually only won the Norwegian Cup twice as well. So this is a real fairy tale to Fairy tale story for them, um, having only been promoted to the top tier in 2018. Yeah, it's a really great story. Um, not not just because of what you say about believing the first time and stuff, but the way they've done it, the football they play, the players they've got. Like they've not spent money to do it. They've got a lot of players from the north of Norway, so they're the first club ever from the north of Norway to win. Um, right. Tromsø haven't done it. So yeah, it was a really really great. Um, Great way to do it as well. They beat Storms Godset away from home. Um, obviously, it's been coming for a few few well months now, really. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a it was a really nice to see. There's a lot of sort of videos on Twitter that I was watching, and um, it'd be interesting to see now how what they do, <laughs> how they react. Yeah, relegation. Really <laughs> <laughs> We've obviously seen uh, Jens Peter Hauga go to AC Milan and. I guess the, the vultures will probably be circling around Klimt and uh, I was going to ask what does it mean for their manager in particular, um, you know, as the bigger things on the horizon for him given, you know, the success story that he's had this season and I would imagine that some players will be on transfer lists of some of the bigger clubs around Europe as well. Yeah, I've not actually read anything about the manager but it is a good point. I mean, the, the way they've played, 
the the wins as well. It's not not. It's just been a real success story. Mm-hmm. So it will be interesting to see if anybody comes in for him. The players, I mean, there's at least five or six who I'd imagine will be getting some pretty good offers in the winter. I was just reading today that Rosenborg are interested in Zinkanago, but uh, to be honest, I think Zinkanago will be um, will be going abroad now after this year, the way he's played. But um, yeah, no, it's just really interesting to see how they how they come back in the new year. Um, I think they're not going to be the same team. It's definitely put them on the map, as I don't think many people outside of Norway will probably know much about Borderland no. before this season. Um, and obviously the goal-scoring exploits have made them a firm favourites uh, with punters around the world. So um, they've been great for most punters this season. They're just the sheer volume of goals they've been scoring. Um, like you said at the start of the podcast, David, they've done it in style. That's great to yeah. see. Yeah. yeah, and I think probably more so people like ourselves who are interested in gambling. And I'm not saying purely because of the podcast or the news that David brings us every week. But certainly you see on Twitter a lot of people can betting on the Norwegian league and it always seems to be linked to obviously their go-to team for goals and for wins week in, week out. So yeah, I think you're right, Greg. I think it's it's put both them and Norwegian football on the map a wee bit, um, I suppose. And it's just a shame we're already starting to talk about potential breakup of, of the team and the squad and uh, it's a shame that the fans just haven't been there to enjoy it this season with them. And yeah, that's Peter, this is the, um, the most upset you've been since Take That split up. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, you, I mean, that's you showing my age <laughs> it's really sad and they've not been able to get in and watch um, I mean I can imagine it would have been pretty full there this season I've, I've actually been to a game up uh, up there once um, I was playing a game uh, against a team from Bode in the fourth in the third division and our game finished about yeah about um 20 minutes before their game kicked off so we went along and watched the their game it was before they were uh, before they were doing what they're doing now but they were famous um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um yeah it's a real shame the fans haven't been able to get in um just hope next year <laughs> just hope next year we can get some get a proper proper fans in again because it's been a it has been a long year with just 200 supporters coming into all the home games yeah, it's been a real shame. I was actually just checking out what their average attendance was, and it was around the three and a half thousand mark last season. Um, yeah. I think they finished second in the league. So uh, I dare say that they've probably been much closer to capacity given the the success that they've had this season. So yeah, fingers crossed the fans can get in at some point and celebrate with the team. Um, but it's been a it's been a great story for us to follow as well on the podcast. Yeah, it has. Okay, but we move on. There's still another five games, I think, or five match days left in the latest season. Um, things kind of moved a wee bit at the weekend there. In terms of our bets, we had David Jude Mulder to win and to score two, which they did. Uh, Greg, your tip for Bran to get four or more corners over, over Rosenborg came in. Um, Follering, I was probably the story of the weekend, only managing a draw against Ollis, and that was a bit of a shocker. Uh, yeah, people. really bad result. Really, really needed to win to yeah. keep the pressure on Molde. Um, that's them four behind now. So it, it looked like they were... an opportunity miss, wasn't it? Especially with yeah. Rosenborg losing as well. Exactly. It looked like they were going to fall down to fourth, but then Rosenborg lost to Brann on uh, Tuesday night. So, yeah, with Follering, uh, was it wasn't a great performance to be honest. It was quite a windy day, which didn't help, but. To be honest, they didn't really deserve to win. 
Um, yeah. They hit the post late on, which could have uh, could have given them a win, but um, it wasn't a great performance. Yeah, so as both of you kind of touched on there, Wallerenger dropping two points, Rosenberg couldn't uh, capitalise on Tuesday. They went down 3-2 to Brann, and that leaves Molde now in pole position to take that second place. They are four points ahead of the chasing pack with five to play, so it's really in their hands now, isn't it? It is, and they're playing really well. Uh, odd as well at the weekend. They had the chance to jump up level with Rosenborg and blew it by losing at home to start. We talked yeah. about start having the worst away record now that <laughs> they got their <laughs> first win away at Odd. Uh, Great one, Yeah, absolutely. Classic. But um, So, yeah, it's molded. They obviously had, a, 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 I mentioned that they had a rest and international break. It would have helped, and it did. They won 3-0 mm. at Stabak. It was a really comfortable win. Um, so they're back in Europa League action this week against Arsenal tonight, as we yep. record. Um, and it will be interesting to see. I mean, they have been doing well, even when they've been playing Europa League. They've definitely picked it up since the pressure uh, came on in terms of that second place. So I think, um, yeah, I think they're they're pretty likely to to consolidate that as the, in the running. Yeah, so we uh, you mentioned start there, and we will start with start this week. Um, they feature one of the Saturday games. They're away to Viking, um, and you have some managerial news for us regarding Viking. Yeah, so um, I just read this morning, Bjarne Bernson, the Viking manager, is, well, he's been officially sacked, but he's going to be leaving at the end of the season. So it's a bit of a surprise. Um, seventh in the table... They won the cup last year. Um, I think they've done all right. Uh, maybe expectations are a little bit higher than seventh, but um, it was a little bit of a surprise to read that this morning. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. They're, apparently, they're going to just be promoting their two assistants to the first team, uh, well, to the head coach job. So that's Martin Jensen and Bjarte Osheim. Um it's an interesting decision to do it with five games to go. The timing seems mm. a little bit strange. Yeah, um, I'm not really they've sure. Not, they've nothing to play for, though, have they? They don't, but it just seems like they could have mm. kept it house. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. So, so he's been he's been uh, told that he won't be here next year. So it'll be interesting to see how they react um, mm-hmm. going going forward. Well, Greg, you've got a, a bet lined up in this one, but I don't think that news will change your thinking on it, will it? No, it probably, I would say, maybe enhances it, probably. I think, as you said, Viking have got nothing to play for now. Um, season's pretty much over for them. Um, start of the sides at the bottom of the table. They are in the best form. They've won back-to-back games. And those six points have lifted them out at the bottom three, which is fantastic for them. Um, looking at this game, I think, obviously, away from home, it was Start's first victory of the season away from home last weekend. But looking at their corner count, they got seven corners last weekend at odd. Um, they've hit four or more corners in eight of their last nine. So they've hit seven, five, six, three, five, seven, four, ten, six. So hitting some good numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're just above now the relegation spots. I think Sturm's God set just having a disaster. I'll, I'll touch upon them shortly. But I think in terms of momentum, um, it's quite a good-looking game for start, actually. I think they can possibly go there. They'll look to... Um, they're a decent at, price, Greg. They're 16-5 to, to win. 
They are. And it's, I, I do enjoy the end of the season games. I think you can always find a bit of value. And I think mm-hmm. also you're looking at sides, you're looking to back sides at this time of the season who have something to play for. Well, this is a classic where Viking mid-table or seventh, no chance of you know getting in amongst it uh, for the European places. Obviously, David's just promised news that there's going to be managerial changes, so a bit of upheaval at the club against Start, who albeit they've won the last two games, just kind of need to keep winning to keep themselves safe. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you're a fan of looking for value, then that 16-5 on the away win wouldn't be the no, worst definitely. bet this weekend. I think there's a couple of compelling reasons why. Looking at Viking's corner performances, they've actually lost four or more corners now in 21 of their 25 games. And at home, they have um, conceded five or more corners in 10 of their 12 games. So I think with starts figures here, four or more than eight of the last nine, they've won their last two matches. They'll be full of confidence. There's definitely momentum with start. And as you say, Viking are on the opposite end of the spectrum. Nothing to play for. Their manager's leaving. We may possibly get some decent prices here on start team corners. It's probably unlikely we'll get a backable four plus. Mm-hmm. If we do, then fantastic. But I think we're probably going to be looking at a five plus um, for a backable price here. Uh, unfortunately as always the bookies are so slow in pricing these markets up. Yeah. Uh, the corner markets seem to be the last markets that go up and um, that's probably because they don't have a clue what they're doing which is great <laughs> to be fair <laughs> but hopefully we can get um, start. I think four is going to be too short but we may get five and if we can get five plus for start at kind of four to five, five to six and above then I'll definitely be taking that. Well that game kicks off at three o'clock on Saturday so when would you expect pricing to be up? Can I Sometime Hopefully Friday. tonight. Uh, tomorrow morning at the latest. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye out for that, and you're going to put that on Twitter and on your private channel, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Moving into Sunday. Just, just, sorry, I was just going to touch. Yeah, touch yeah, yeah. on start. They, they, I watched that game against Odd last week, and they played really well. It's probably the best I've seen them play this season. They um, absolutely deserve to beat start, uh, Odd, and considering Odd had been ten unbeaten at home. Mm. Um, it was a really good performance, a really good result. And they played good attacking football. Um, I think when they go away, they generally sit in and counter-attack. And against Viking, that should be really effective because um, Viking don't have a lot of pace at the back. So it'll be an interesting game. And I do think that price, 16-5, with a start win, is um, pretty... Yeah, it's too high considering what's at stake in the game. Mm-hmm. That falls okay. with confidence, David. Thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> We'll review that in next week's podcast. Uh, <laughs> so on Sunday, we have Champions Glint uh, at home to Rosenborg. Rosenborg. Um, and David, you're quite excited about Glint's price in this one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I presume the reason, maybe they've been drinking all week. Um, <laughs> that's possible. But uh, they're 10 to 11 um, to beat Rosenborg this, this weekend. You can actually get even money at Bedway. You can't. Okay, so I mean... I get it. I understand that there might be a drop off, mm. but I'm going to tell you some reasons why I don't think there will be. <laughs> uh, so, um, the manager Knutson has he's instilled a really good sort of um, feeling in the group. They all they all get on really well. It seems like, and they all do. It's, it's a bit it's a bit of a Graham Potter at Ustersen situation. So they do some sort of strange things. They do they do meditation, group meditation and things like that. There's, there's a few different ideas that they do to keep um, 
keep nerves low and just to just to keep a nice calm amongst the group. So mm-hmm. it'll be an interesting interesting this week to see how they react to having won the title. But yeah. they are one win away from having the most wins anyone's ever had in a top level season in Norway. Three goals away from scoring the most goals, and um, as we talked about, they're I think fourteen, uh, sixteen away from fifteen away from getting to hundred. Yeah. So they might want to do that, and they're four points away from having the most points anyone's ever had in a season as well. So some reasons to keep going. Their home form this year is 100%. They've won every single game, 12 out of 12. They've scored 46 goals doing it and only conceded eight. So absolutely expect them to keep wanting uh, to keep that record going. I want, like, I think they'll want to keep that record going. Yes, they won the league, but they'll want to do it as the best team ever oh. in Norwegian history. Rosenborg come into this at the back of two defeats. They get beat 3-0 at Viking, and they get beat 3-2 at home to Bran. In the match, they were 3-0 down. Yeah, they were 3-0 down. Yeah. Um, I just think... Gleam's going home. <laughs> to yeah, I don't know. Gleam's going home. They want to provide a win to the fans that are allowed in the stadium. Um I just think I just think ten uh, even money as you say on on whatever betway um it's it's a bit ridiculous considering they've won every single game this season um I think I just think they'll they'll still be motivated enough and um to be too good for uh, Rosenborg. Yeah, I mean I think they all sound valid reasons to to get behind Glimpse. You'd like to think that they do have that um those carrots in front of them still yeah. to keep going they, for, the, for the remainder of the season. Five games to go. Um. But as you say, you also get the fact that they might, human nature, take their foot off the gas. It's, it's just a shame that they, they lost that game to Molde. Um, yeah, yeah. Kind of towards what, maybe four or six weeks ago, it's something like that, yeah. you know. Um, otherwise, they'd be chasing some kind of invincible <laughs> yeah. kind of title as well. But um, still, certainly enough reasons for them to to try and break some records in Norway. Um, I guess it's Saw's Law, really, that they're playing, obviously, Norway's biggest club on at the weekend. Um, obviously, Rosenborg have won multiple championships. Yeah. Um, they've got that home record to keep intact in terms of that 100% record. Yeah, guard um, of honour from Rosenborg as well. That'll be, quite, that'll be nice well, for them. That will be nice, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think, to your point about human nature, I'd like to see, there must be some stats somewhere, of a team's results the week after they've won the title. It's just you thrown out some more homework for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, so there like must be some state out there to show <laughs> of a league champions, how, what percentage of them actually win or get a positive result in the next game. Because yeah, they've all parted at the weekend. Yeah. But saying that, though, they will be professionals. They want to win the match. Um, it's a tricky one to call, but I do. It's, it's hard to argue, though, against the fact you're getting even money. Mm. So I, I couldn't really put anyone off back in board a glimpse at the weekend evens yeah. but for me I've obviously got a corners angle um, in this match in terms of Rosenborg yep. so Rosenborg are the corner kings of Norwegian football they're averaging seven corners a game should really, they have hit should really get that uh, phrase trademarked Craig I think we've used it <laughs> from from last August in every podcast the corner kings Copyright the corner kings Craig of Brown your and... country <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I think I've used Europe once and that was for Dynamo Brest 
and yeah. they were the corner kings of Europe. Fact, yeah. That was statistically correct and factual. Yeah. Um, but Norway are statistically the corner kings of Norway. Um, no one's hit more corners this season than Rosenborg have. They've hit eight or more corners now in seven of their last eight games. They hit 11 at home to Bran at the weekend. They do hit quite a lot of corners at home. Um, obviously, they're 23 points behind Bode Glimt, which is probably really <laughs> to be that far behind. Yeah. But yeah. they need to win this match. They've slipped up in their last two games. They're in danger of not qualifying for Europe at all, which must be a, I don't know, David, first in a, a, oh, long, I don't know. a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's bad enough not winning the championship, <laughs> but to not even qualify for the Europa League would be would be awful for them. So um, I think it's probably quite a good time for them to play Bode Glimt away. And I'm not saying they're going to win the match at all, but I think given their corner performances, and Rosen, uh, Bode Glimt do concede quite a few. They conceded seven away to Strom's Godset last weekend. Um, I don't think Bode Glimt are a team to back for corners. They don't hit that many, I would say. Um, certainly in terms of the volume of corners they get in comparison to other teams. I think Rosenborg, obviously, in this match have to get a result. And I think we're very keen to see what sort of price we'll get on Rosenborg to hit five or six corners here. Yeah, it was interesting to see that across the season average that Rosenborg actually win more corners away from home than they do at home. Yeah, they've hit some massive numbers. They've hit double figures multiple times this season. Um, I just think this is a match, obviously, two really disappointing results. And they're now in danger of not qualifying for Europe hoping for the old football cliche that we get a reaction. Um, and I think they'll <laughs> want to ruin... <laughs> they'll, they'll want to ruin uh, Bora Glimpse, obviously, home record and be the first side to beat them at home. So, difficult game to call for me, I would say. I wouldn't like to pick a winner for this match, but I do think we've got a good chance of seeing Rosenborg hit some decent corners here. OK, so again, that's not been priced up by Bukic yet, has it? No, sadly not. But I, I think we're probably talking at least five, um, I would say, anyway. OK. And again, we'll just keep an eye out for that. Um, probably priced up Thursday night, Friday. Um, but you'll post that on Twitter as and when it becomes available. Yep. OK. Also on Sunday, we've got Strums Godset, who we've mentioned already on the podcast. They are away to Christiansen in that game that they really must win. So looking at Storm's Godset's form, it's like reading Dundee's form. It reads lost, drawn, 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 lost, 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 lost. So without a win now in 11, which is absolute cannon fodder, it's proper relegation form. Um, six draws, five defeats. They, I didn't see the game obviously last weekend, David against Bode Glimp, but they went down 2-1. I guess there's no shame in that, but they really need to start getting some points, like as now. Yeah. Um, they play a Christiansen side who have probably got a very, very, very outside chance of European football, but they're probably going to have to win the remaining five matches to have a chance, I would say. Um, they narrowly defeated Mjondal at the weekend 1 0 after going up. I think 1-0 quite early on. But for me, this match, again, looking at the corners, um, Strum's Godset has some decent numbers. They may be struggling uh, against Bode Glimt at the weekend. Uh, looking through their matches, they've hit six or more corners now in five of their last six. 
they really need to get uh, a result here. And looking at their away performances, they've hit five or more corners now in nine of their last 12 away from home. So they're certainly hitting some good numbers here. Uh, Christiansen do concede plenty of corners, but they do hit quite a few corners themselves. So it's a, not a punt, this one. I think given Strom's God sets form, it's pretty grim, but they really do need to get a result. But saying that, their corner performances have stacked up really well, and they are hitting six or more uh, in quite a lot of their games. So I don't think we'll have to go as high as six. We may get a sneaky peek at possibly four. Uh, but again, I think it's probably a match in which the Bikis will price up at five. But if we can get four, that would be great. OK. Um, and again, Strum's got set similar to Rosenberg. Win more of their corners away from home than they do at home. So that stat stacks up for your bet as well. Yeah, we don't, we don't just make them up here. Don't just make them up. <laughs> no, not all the time anyway. Um, yeah, I think okay. it stacks up. I think in terms of the, the match itself, um, Strum's got sets need for points. But I think most importantly... I'd say do stack up in terms of their own performances for corners. Okay. Last but not least, we're going to have a look at Moldavi Haugesund, and it's probably two informed teams in the division if you exclude Glimt at the moment, David. Yeah, um we talked about Moldy earlier, but they're uh, they've really picked up their form since um yeah, since they've been kinda of under pressure. They've won they've won one they have six out of the last seven, I think. Um, they won three 0 away at Starback last weekend. It was pretty comfortable in truth. Um, didn't really look like they were going to lose the game at all. And um, they're back in Europa League action against Arsenal tonight. But on Sunday they play against Haugesund, who, as you see, have picked up. They've won. They've won two in a row, three out of four, well four out of five uh, actually. But uh, that's them safe now. So. They're in that mid-table mediocrity, um, similar to Viking and Stavak. It's kind of the three of them that are yeah. guaranteed safe. Um, Haugesund is a decent side, um, work hard. They've got enough quality uh, up front, but I just think Mulder will be too good for them this weekend. But the price wasn't great, so I found some value <laughs> elsewhere with a little bit of a a strange bet. Um, first, first they moulded to score two plus goals, um, which is something I, I put last week as well. Every game they've won except one, they've scored two goals doing it. Mm-hmm. They generally generally score at least two. Um, they just, they've, yeah, they've not been solid at the back this year. Really, they've had quite a lot of issues with injuries and stuff. But going forward, they've got so much quality. Um, with Ikrem, Lecky James, yeah, Benin Hilton, Etzaz Hussein, they've got just so many players that can that can unlock defences and score goals. So I think those two goals, and I'm adding on to Molde to win in the second half. It's something they've done six games in a row um, now, and it's something I've noticed with them this season in general is they've been a bit slow starters. Um, not even the start of the season when they were on a decent run, keeping up with Glimt. Um, they were struggling a little bit in the first half to get going and coming back strong in the second half and it really seems to be the case since they've been playing the Europa League games they've been I mean a lot of people think they might tire towards the end of games but it's been opposite it's been slow start just get yourself into the game and then in the second half they've made some changes and and, um, kicked on 
So, as I say, six games in a row. They've won the second half. Um, I think Haugesund, with the pressure, uh, nothing to play for now, um, and going to Molde, they might give them a good game, but I think Molde, in the end, um, will get the job done in the second half and they'll score a couple of goals doing it. So, that plays even money with Bet365. And uh, it was, yeah, I was quite keen to, to bet on Molde this weekend just because of the formula they're in, and that seemed like a good way to get on them. Yeah, it's a nice creative way to go in because they're four to nine just to win the match. Yeah, uh, it's probably a bit too short, but um, yeah, I can't argue with that trend. I think obviously tonight's game against Arsenal will be fairly taxing on them. Um, any thoughts on that one? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what team Arsenal put out. I yeah. don't think um, they'll be bringing the strongest team. That's for sure. Um, it's a really big game for Molde, obviously. Exciting to have Arsenal over playing. Um, Molde will play a full-strength team if they get a result. It pr- puts them in a pretty solid position to qualify. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see see how they go on. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they'll get well beaten. I think it'll be a tight game. And uh, if Arsenal don't have the strongest team out, then uh, there's definitely a chance that Molde could nick something. Yeah, they've still got a... I'm just trying to find their, their group. They've still got mm-hmm. the group um, with two games still to play. One of those, I think, they still to play Dundalk at home as well. Yeah, Dundalk at home and the rapid away. You know, so that that gives them a really good chance to qualify, which would be um, which would be fantastic for them. It would take them into the later stages of, of winter, I guess. Yeah, um, in the next round as well. So that could be quite interesting. But um, yeah, best of luck to them against Arsenal tonight. Okay, um, before How do those we... clubs, David. Sorry, when it comes to the Europa League. And they get through to the knockout stages with the Norwegian yeah. League obviously ending November time, December yeah. time. How do they do they just continue training or how does it work? Well, I don't know. It was a, is the next round next year? It's usually how it works through the Europa League, isn't it? Uh, play the yeah, group and then, time I'd imagine. Yeah. So yeah, they I mean, just come they back super early then, do they? I mean they will come back early anyway. Um they usually they'll come back in January anyway. Um and just have a long pre season. But yeah, I think it's difficult, you know, we talk about summer football here, how it would help our, or sorry, in Scotland, how it would help, how it would help Scottish clubs. But yeah, for Norwegian teams to get to the next stage and then they've got to be up and running after a four month break, it's pretty difficult. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pretty difficult to get in to the next round. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they do manage to get through. Um, I th- it will, yeah, it'll be tough for them to be up to the levels that they would need to be. Yeah, that uh, round of 32 is around about the 18th of February. Yeah, I mean, that's two months before the season starts almost. Yeah, so yeah it's an early start. Definitely. Okay, um, before I get you guys to recap on latest season bets, uh, we're just going to touch on Obis League and David and what's been happening there. Yeah, just lots of corona, really. <laughs> it's been absolute chaos. Um, I mean, we'll touch on Kong Senior, who had a positive test and didn't disclose it and um, now the player who was positive played against I can't remember who it was they played against but then players in the opposite team got some positive tests after the game and it's a little bit messy Kongsfinger who are bottom of the league and going down um, they've been a little bit of trouble just um, taking everyone down with them (laughs) yeah whether it's a (laughs) fine or a point 
deduction, we're not sure yet. But anyway, the season was meant to finish on the 6th of December, but there's been a huge reshuffle um, this weekend. There's one game on this weekend um, <laughs> because of all the, the damage that's done. Um, Tromsø play Ranheim on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then on Tuesday, there's one game, Lee Listerin play Corfa. Uh, uh, the following weekend, there's only t- two games on the Friday and Saturday. And then... The season will be finished the following weekend after teams play Monday, Thursday, Sunday. So there's going to be some oh, chaos. glorious! Um, yeah, uh, if you yeah, there's this there's about yeah, there's four teams that are playing Monday, Thursday, Sunday. Um, some teams are playing just Monday, Sunday. So it will be difficult. Really important games for Sturman, Shiraz, Blink, and Yarv. Um, they've all kind of got them. They're all kind of in trouble. Um, at the bottom of the, the the league, sort of a playoff place for relegation, and all of them are going to be playing three games in the last five days, so uh, six days, sorry. So that is going to be really interesting um, how that plays out. <laughs> I just read today as well before I came on the promotion playoffs uh, from the second division to get into the Obos League had to get cancelled because of positive corona test as well in the Asker camp so one of those teams in there gets to play one of the teams the team who's in the relegation playoff so it's yeah it could be it's going to be near christmas by the time we get find out who's going to be playing in the obos league next year which is a bit a bit late considering some of them play on grass um and (laughs) yeah it's it's not ideal yeah it all sounds a bit of a mess in terms of who's coming up uh in the driving seat at the moment. Uh, uh, confirmed it last weekend. All right, um, okay. They got a draw, a late draw against the Rauffels, and that has then confirmed. Not uh, as champions yet. No, not as champions promoted. yet, but yeah. uh, they are promoted. So, well, first time of asking, that's pretty good for them. Uh, but, yeah, it looks like Lee Listerham, if Lee Listerham win this weekend, um, sorry, they're not playing this weekend. If Lee Listerham <sighs> went on Monday, then they're looking good as well. Yeah, um, and that pretty much be, as we thought it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. At the start of the yeah. season, to see big clubs go up. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, after a fairly disappointing start, the Old Strom will probably be quite happy with that, even if it does mean getting up in second place. Yeah, yeah, they won't be. They won't care about the. I don't think they care really. I think, yeah. I think both sides will just be happy to get back into the top flight. Indeed. Okay, um, can you just give us a wee recap of your bets for the weekend? Then uh, let's start with yourself, Greg. Yeah, so three corner bets for the weekend. Um, starting on Saturday, I'm taking start away at Viking. At the moment, obviously no prices, so hoping to get either four or five team corners for start. Um, again, I'll be sharing them on Twitter and on the private channel. Uh, moving into the weekend on Sunday, uh, Rosenborg's trip to Champions Board a Glimpse. And again, I'll be taking Rosenborg, uh, hopefully to get five or more corners in that game. And finally, um, I guess last chance saloon struggling Storm's God away to Christian Sund. And I think there's a good corners angle here to back Storm's God set. Um, hopefully, four plus or five plus corners. Again, no prices yet at all for any of these bets. So hopefully, we'll get prices out tonight or tomorrow morning and we'll get them up as soon as they're out. Yep. And yourself, David? Yeah. Uh, first, looking at. Um, Bode Gleam to beat the Rosenborg on Sunday and that is even money you said with Betway yeah, um, yeah and also on Sunday looking at Molde uh, to win the second half against Haugesund and also score two or more goals doing it and that is even money as well with Bet365 Okay, 
Good stuff. Thank you very much. Now, don't forget, you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning84Greg and at DWeatherston11. And of course, you should also check out David's Norwegian football blog, which is uh, available at likeawitherstone.blogspot.com. If you want more tips like these, then make sure you join Greg's Telegram channel where he posts his best tips daily. .co.uk for all the details on how to sign up and I would recommend you keep an eye out on Twitter this weekend for a special Black Friday offer for anyone who's considering joining uh, Greg's private Telegram channel this weekend it's definitely worth keeping your eye out for that Uh, don't miss our other podcast from Gambler this week Uh, Greg and I recorded our Scottish football podcast so that is now available uh, and make sure you give that a listen and all the usual podcasts will be available before tea time on Friday as well so that's us for this week thanks for joining me guys and uh, best of luck with your bets yeah thank you good luck good luck thank you